Welcome to Living in the Overflow. I'm your host, Jameer Waters. Please like, comment, and share because this is going to be a good message. Let's get started. Let's get started. Let's just go with the wind of God and let's go with it. Episode 5, Fruitful Fractured. So, first of all, let's just get into it, but I want to welcome any new listeners to the world's greatest, best podcast, in my opinion. I might be a little biased because it's my own podcast, but I do believe God has anointed this podcast for a higher calling. So, let's hop right into it. Has anyone ever ate fruit that has been damaged or bruised like a banana that was dropped or smashed or an apple that was cut over time and it browned or like a lemon that I've used to promote this episode of the podcast that has been molded smashed and broken and attacked by bacteria. Well, that's why we're here today. See, just like your pantry, the world is full of fractured fruit. God put this heavy on my heart about two or three weeks ago. It might this message is going to be different. Most of my messages um, are happy-go-lucky, sunshines and lollipops, the world's smiley faces, and God is good. But even though those messages are great messages of the great messages of the light of Jesus Christ, our Savior and God... Light also does this thing where it shines everywhere, even the spots where you trim it away. Most people find that out at the beginning of their walk with Jesus. When you show him all of you, you're not just showing him the pretty parts. You're showing him the dark parts. What is kept in the dark must be revealed in the light. And that is the mission for today. Today... We are going to talk about the fruit of your life. And I know I've spoke on this several times. I've even had a whole episode dedicated to it. Fruit versus flesh. But today is going to be for the ones whose fruit is fractured. Fruit that has been torn open and left in the dark. Where no one cared. Fruit left to mold and rotten because you didn't take care of it when it first happened. Because, believe me, I know, you didn't break yourself. 
you didn't break yourself why would you break yourself some of us have but most of us have been broken by things because we set our eyes on materialistic things some of us have been broken by others listen I know you were attacked by your father when you were young who had a drinking problem and he was an alcoholic or a mother who chose money over you or friends who gossiped about the way you looked or that uncle that took you into a room and did things not of God. No, this is not an easy message. I've had this message in the back of my heart with just the title, Fractured Fruit. But I like titles that are catchy and attractive and nice to say and nice to look at but I can make this the most catchy title in the world but they'll still be broken people without Jesus come to think of it the reason for this is because there's a church everywhere filled with fractured fruit. Fractured means broken. In most senses, sometimes broken beyond believed repair. Now, most people jump to the conclusion of the resurrection side of Jesus and how he died and raised, rose again and that is an amazing message and the, one of the most important messages of the gospel but what most people forget was there was a three day period a three day wait everybody talks about how he died and how on Sunday he rose again but nobody talks about Saturday nobody talks about the disciples who didn't know if he would be raised again what do you do with the middle the fracture in the middle of you the fracture in your heart Forgiveness isn't easy. It was never meant to be easy. The very word is for and give. For meaning taking from you. If I address something in the mail for you, 
it comes out of my possession. And then give is taking. So it's a very scriptural word to give, give offering, give tithe, give of love. But sometimes giving isn't voluntary and wanted. But it is necessary in the kingdom of God. You must understand this Jesus I speak of is more than a cross necklace you wear on Sunday. He's more of a bucket hat with a Jesus loves you, but I don't. He's more of a He's more than that t-shirt of him hanging on the cross for your sins. He's so much more than that. He's so much more than pretty sacrifices. He's about forgiving people who didn't deserve it. Who didn't deserve his forgiveness. He is about forgiving those who didn't deserve it. You may say to me, you don't know what the person did to me. And we don't need to go into detail with that. But do you know the detail of what they did to Jesus? What they did to him on the cross? They played dice for his clothes. They mocked him and gave him a crown of many thick thorns. They were fake people. Let me prove it. Yeah, you say your friends are fake. Listen to this. They said, Hosanna in the streets. But on the hill... They screamed, Crucify him! They whipped him with a cat of nine tails. Not a cat with nine tails, a cat of nine tails, which means a rope with many threads of thick leather with nails in each one of the pieces of leather and thick cut broken glass they hammered nails into his hands and feet nails in his feet They ended his walk by crucifying his feet. They hammered him to a piece of wood. A carpenter nailed to a tree. But do you know what Jesus cried out? 
in the midst of his pain, his agony, his sorrow, and, and his grief. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I'm not telling you to not weep. He wept on the cross. He said, before he said, Father, forgive them. He said, Father, why have thou forsaken me? He had all the power in the universe to stop it because he's God, first of all. But he begged for forgiveness for the onlookers, the ones who killed him slowly. He begged for their forgiveness for something he didn't do. And he died on a hill that he created. In simple terms, so I put the fear of God in you. He died even though you didn't choose him. He died even though you wouldn't follow him when you said oh that religion stuff makes people uncomfortable you know I just want to be popular with my friends and I want to do what the earth and what the people of this world say But he still died for you. Because this is hypocrisy. The ability in the church not to be able to forgive. Because as a follower of Jesus, you are called to be Christ-like and forgive just as Jesus did. This includes you and me, who have been fractured by others. I want to share a story. A couple years ago, in 2017, it was all over the news. There was a young man, about 20 or so. Black History Month, obviously, right now, but a black man was going to see his brother. He went to his brother's apartment and he saw that the door was burst open. He walked in to find his brother dead in a pool of blood. The woman broke into his house expecting that he was the town drug dealer. 
but pick the wrong person. This brother could have said anything in the courtroom. He could have said, this was racially motivated and I hope you die in hell. I'm going to be open with you. He could have said awful things. Put yourself in those shoes. He could have said horrific things. And it would have been justifiable. It would have been fair. But aren't you so glad God isn't fair? Because if God was fair, oh Jesus, help me. If God was fair, Then that lie you told your mom that you're not smoking would have put you in hell. That's fair. Because Jesus didn't die because just because he loved you. He died to pay your wages, the wages of your sin, because your sin comes at a cost. Every time you sin, it cost Jesus something on the cross because he paid all the wages of every sin. He paid your ticket He pays your way in when it wasn't fair. So forgiveness isn't fair. The man in the story, true story by the way, then in the courtroom, looks the woman in the face and says, I do not wish death upon you and I surely do not wish to send you to hell. I hope that you live a good life And I do not wish anything illy on you. And I forgive you. That right there is the most beautiful act of forgiveness. A perfect, like a perfect cupcake. But. He looks at the officer near the woman in court 
and says the most outrageous thing according to society. He says, may I give her a hug? I just want to give her a hug. So he hugs his brother's killer. Now most people would say that's wrong and Jesus wouldn't support that. So you're telling me, and I wouldn't believe you, you're telling me that if Jesus was in that courtroom and somebody killed his brother James, that he wouldn't show compassion and mercy to them? Exactly. This pill is hard, but it is necessary. That's fixing fractured fruit. And most people are content with fractured fruit. People like you and me. I don't know about me. me, But people like the world. Who say that they're followers of Jesus. Fractured and all. Show off their fruit that's fractured. Beaten, moldy, bruised. Manipulated, torn apart, and barely there, and say, at least it's fruit. At least I have fruit. Spiritual fruit, it might be spiritual anger. That might be one of your fruits. It might be lust. It might be envy. It might be unforgiveness or bitterness. And they try to camouflage it. And hide it. And take the fruit. Blend it up and camouflage it and hide it in our smoothies and our milkshakes. And put on our Sunday best outfit when we're broken and bruised. And we go in. Just like James Bond, all sophisticated, flexing our fruit and sharing it with others. Not content with keeping it to themselves. You see it in the churches, you just don't realize it. You know, I would volunteer, but my my anxiety... It'd get the best of me. There's the stage is so big. I, c- I couldn't. I know I could play the piano. I play. I play Kanye West on the piano, and I could play any church song. But I just don't want to get up there because of my anxiety. Or I'm antisocial, so I can't fellowship. Right? You know, hashtag anxiety. Let's vape and walk out of here.
and we talk about how successful we were with pride and because your father said you would amount to nothing and you would never amount to anything so you're you flex your bank account and its amount because you would never amount or gossip because you were looked over in the family we all eat rotten fruit and it's time to sit down to stand up from the table of the world the table of this world and put down the fruits the fractured fruit you know what the best fruit to sow is fractured fruit bury the seeds from your fractured fruit into the right soil and the bacteria will give it nourishment to grow your addiction could lead to your greatest victory and helping others overcome addiction i don't think you realize it your greed sown properly pressed down by the weight of the ground and the soil watered right and given the no enough sun of god will grow into financial wealth for generations if you sow your seed seed takes time but we have to get past time is the worst thing in the world and the church that's why the whole church is dead and filled with fractured fruit it is because we plant our seed and it takes too long to grow so we settle with the rotten fruit god took 3 days this is not a pretty message or an encouraging message this is a message to help you move forward correctly your seed of depression to joy could be 3 days but it could also be 3 months God's miracles take time. He spit in mud. I'm going off notes. He spit in dirt and rubbed the mud on the blind man's eyes and he said, "Go and wash your eyes and you will be healed." 
this is good. He told the man who couldn't see to walk. The man who couldn't see. He said, this is going to take a little time. You're going to need to wash and scrub your sin off. And walk. Not run fast. Go. Get it done. Get it over with. Walk. That might be this month's word. The month of the word of the year was poor. This is good. Pour into your walk. Pour into what others say is hopeless and see what God does with your faith. I'm sick of a church that just wants every seat to have a butt in it, but empty of real fruit. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Be a laborer. Don't almost make it to heaven. Don't almost. You know what the second best thing to getting to heaven is? Bringing someone with you. Do you know the worst, the second worst thing? Besides knowing you were going to hell, knowing that you walked past someone in the hallway every single day. And there where you can't even speak of the place. But it isn't the end. You still have time. See, life is like a vapor. Life is like a vapor. When you close the door and get in the shower, the vapor builds up. And then once you open the door, a big steam cloud comes out of the bathroom. But in a second, it is gone. Your vapor is limited. It is this to God. What do you have to show for it? You don't need all these requirements. The only requirement for God is your yes. Yes, God. Say yes to God today. You don't need this fancy list of requirements to be in the kingdom. 
my father left me when I was born. And I truly hated him. And I had every reason. Because it wasn't my fault he left. It's still not fair I forgave him. But God isn't fair. Remember, I would have to pay for my sin in hell. But God's love and mercy sent his son, Jesus, to die in the middle. In the middle of my sin. Please know this. It says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. But... If you find rotten fruit, you can certainly be certain that the tree is rotten. The fruit defines the tree. Do not let your fruit be defined as rotten. Do not let your rotten fruit define your tree. Be fruitful, fulfilled. Living in the overflow. See you guys next time on Living in the Overflow.